Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the New Year Pretzel. Man. The last podcast of 2021. Hello. This is the last time we, we say goodbye to this open, too, because we are going to go back to the... Well, we're just going to go back to the old style or whatever. This is This is the holiday, Christmas, New Year's. Open. All right, this is an interesting show, everybody. Alice Shattuck is 20 feet away from me on what I believe is her deathbed with COVID. I am. I understand that if... She, first of all, that's very sad. And she's lovely and nice. She claims that she doesn't have COVID and that she's not going to die, that she's got a cold. But but it has gotten worse in the last 12 hours. It's been, uh, so that is very sad. Now, this is private family business, so I need you guys to keep this... Between us. I love Alice. We've been together for a long time. We've got four kids and a wonderful life. And she's a great woman and beautiful, I think, and very smart and has done so much. Always helped me out and selfless. And she helped me with everything. With that. When I got stuck on columns, she would be there with ideas and this and that. And maybe I'm even understating it. But she is a she's a person. Uh, she's always been a help to me, et cetera, and a great supporter, and really just a sweet person, and interesting, and cultured, and devout, et cetera. So if any, if she were to pass away, that would be terrible, in the, uh, terrible in the kids and everything like that. And okay, so now let's put a cap on that. That's got its own bucket, and let's move that aside now. New subject, new bucket. Don't think less of me about this. And she can hear me, which makes this all the more cruel. But Alice, it's for the people. If Alice were to succumb to this affliction, 
and I'm crossing myself as I say this. This is, remember, this is a new box. This is a, 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 apart from, apart from all of the sentiments and loss, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just, we've moved along here. The new category we're talking about is some of the fallout from that. And the category we're looking at right now is financial fallout from that. If something were to happen, and she were, I'm just saying, I believe that I would receive one half a million dollars. Now, I'm not saying that, I, that, that remember, we've, we've, we've bottled up all the emotions, etc. $500,000. So we're compartmentalizing here. The grief and sorrow in the, uh, the slow slog through the stages of grief, that's in the other container. That's over there. On its own, if I want to scratch a scratch ticket um, and won $500,000, I would be thrilled, rejoicing, and so would you. So that don't judge me from what I said, because you're the same way, okay? And I've put them in containers. So, so it. So I'm just saying, newly widowed. This is another word for single, but more interesting. Tom would get a half a million dollars. So, I'm just saying. Don't cry for me too much. Uh, you know, if if I love her, she's not going to die. I can hear her. Alice, you're okay, right? Okay, she said she said not yet, which tells you how loosened she is. So that's so. I, I just thought that I should be honest with you because it's interesting when I've told the kids that if something happened to their mother, if she got hit by a train, that that we could get five hundred thousand dollars. They don't compartmentalize it. They they sprint through the stages of grief right to the celebration of the five hundred thousand dollars. So be happy that I took the time and and showed the respect to my wife to parse out these thoughts in the in the sensitive and considerate way I did. Okay. Speaking of that, um, since Alice is bedridden and not able to join me right now, and um, and, and but she did just walk. I just saw her. She shuffled into one room with her laptop and then shuffled back, and now she's in bed. It's, she's fine. She's fine. She consents it's a cold. I know it's the it's COVID. It is interesting to think that that she did, as people on social media say, she did everything she was told. Huh. We wore all the masks for the time we were told to wear masks, and then we got our vaccines, our Fauci ouchies, and then we got another one. We got a sticker for doing it, and she got screwed anyway. How does that happen? All right, so um, but co-hosting with me in a little bit will be Alice's sister, Jean, because I brought her in for this this topic that I am just blown away by. And it, by the way, the show, guys, for the last 20 minutes or so will go a little bit more blue because of this topic that we're going to be discussing with Jean, uh, Alice's sister, host of the Mot Me Pod, um, which is uh, Murder on the Millennial Express podcast you know that we tweet it out and she tweets it out it's a great true crimes podcast where she and caroline enjoy themselves immensely for hours at a time talking about brutal deaths 
Um, uh, but but so Jane and then Jane uh, Jane's boyfriend Mike and Mike is a good guy. And if you don't, if you need to, you guys know what Jane looks like. Jane looks like essentially a, a darker Alice with darker hair, kind of. I think that's fair, Alice, right? She just uh, eked out. Yes. Um, but but Mike, Mike has a very good. He has a great and useful look. He has a look of a guy. You need one of these guys at every party. He's got a very pleasant. He's definitely a fun guy amiable look to him i originally thought he was it was definitely ron livingston who's a guy from office space but then my brother did show me a picture of a certain pictures of jimmy kimmel um where they where kimmel especially when kimmel was happy years ago had that too so if you need to know like the microsoft people if you need to know what what he looks like and what he's wearing that's what he is um and they're both around 30 and so i talked to them about this this great topic this is in the new york post uh, and it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me. This is a woman claims she was virtually groped in Meta's uh, VR metaverse. So, in other words, what's happening is this: is that these people have virtual virtual reality worlds now, and young people are going in there, and they're saying that the crimes or the actions that are put upon them in that virtual virtual reality universe are are um, are real. So if you pretend in VR world if you grope somebody then they've decided they're aggrieved they feel groped even though the real person isn't groped but um no the the, the company apologized and they've they've almost codified it into a real fact that it happened in the real world and all the emotions that, that you can have are can translate over to the real world and you know where this is going these conversation could be if there's no end to this anyway we're going to talk to Jane and Mike about that in a little bit but right now I want to get to some other stuff happening if you haven't noticed, the world is panicking. the The cases through the roof. Cases, 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 cases. Uh, people who are so credentialed, who I've known, liberals, progressives, who I've known for decades now, are panicking on Twitter. Uh, you, you need to mask mandates, flight mandates, uh, quarantining this and that. I want no more first night Boston. This and that. People going nuts, and I, I don't know why people are so afraid of this thing. What are we doing here? How long do you want to live like a total and utter pee? Seriously. I'm going to be more afraid more. I'm going to show that I've decided to be quarantine more people. Mask. I get this wuss from Winchester, Massachusetts, in the Winchester group, diming out stores who aren't doing the mask policy right. It's like, man, you total pussy. I'm sorry to use it. There's no other word. Are you spending your time diming, ratting out people and, and showing it on Facebook? This has nothing to do with the masks, okay? It has nothing to do with mandates. If you don't understand yet, all the people who are paid to know all the things about this can't figure it out, okay? That's why it came here, and it beat us, and we couldn't catch up to it, and we didn't test it, and we didn't have this, and then it came back, and then it came back, okay? So stop yelling at your neighbor. Stop, you know, revealing your true low lack of character and pathetic dark soul by using this as an excuse to panic and dime out your friends and neighbors and feel better than this has been just total. And by the way, the guy, the Winchester guy, where's his name on the Winchester page? Let me just see if I can find this guy. This guy, I was put in timeout because I called him a rat, of course. But this this guy, where is he? 
uh, on the Winchester page, the Winchester, Winchester. Uh, maybe he was put in time out too. Anyway, it doesn't. It was my own little hometown. Anyway, this, this guy. It, forget it. Who cares? So, so here's one of the reasons why people are panicking over this stuff. This is Doctor Osterholm, Michael Oster, whatever he is. He's he went on Morning Joe and just essentially. He gave them what they wanted to hear. People, the left progressives want to hear that it's the end of the world. And that's what he told them. Right now, we have a very imperfect situation that uh, is going to require some very imperfect responses. Over the next three to four weeks, we are going to see the number of cases in this country rise so dramatically that we're going to have a hard time keeping everyday life operating. Going to have a hard time keeping everyday life operating. Great. Well, you know, we will, especially in blue states, if we overreact. Right now, it appears that a bunch of people are getting a cold. Except for Alice, who's got at least a Delta. He, see, he is asked about schools. This is the, There's the left in media love to ask, to beg, make entreaties, and to please tell us that the doomsday scenario will have to be enacted. That's what they love to do. My question to you is really simple. Based on the science and the fact that school districts say they're going to rely on a lot of testing, which they don't have the test for, should school districts delay their opening K through 12? Well, I can say this right now, that it's not even a function of should they delay it because of kids getting sick. I worry very much that even with vaccinated teachers who still can have breakthrough infections, we're gonna have a hard time staffing our schools in the next three to four weeks. So all of society is going to be pressured by this. It's healthcare, it's, uh, you know, already we're hearing about big box stores that are actually considering closing or have closed because they can't find enough workers to actually be at work. This is only gonna get worse the next few weeks. So from the school standpoint, we know schools are a place where this virus can spread, it will spread. Kids will get it there, kids will bring it home, kids will take it to school, teachers will get sick. So I think that the next three or four weeks, we just have to consider this a time out, you might say, with this virus, not assuming that this is gonna last for months and months like this with Omicron, but I think that the next month are gonna be unparalleled in the kinds of decisions we have to make, and schools will be one of them. There you go, unparalleled in decisions we have to make. The decision we need to make is to tell all the public health people, thanks for coming, appreciate it, um, thanks for filling up airtime for the last two years, but we don't need you because you don't seem to be able to help us. Thanks anyway. In 1959, uh, you may remember this or not, uh, my dad, this was a, a favorite movie of my dad's uh, when he was a young man, and then he took my brother and I to see it at the Museum of Science in the 80s. There was a movie on the beach. Remember the movie? It was on the beach with Gregory Peck and David Niven, and it was about a group of people in Australia who were waiting. This is this is a very Cold War movie. There was radiation all over the planet due to nuclear war, the U.S. and the Soviets. And so now Australia had been spared thus far, but they had, they knew that the nuclear clouds were going to come their way and kill them eventually. And the movie is about how kind of they handle that stuff. So my feeling is this. The cloud is coming. It doesn't care. It doesn't care what an asshole you are on Facebook. It doesn't care what kind of mask you have. It doesn't care. Uh, oh, it doesn't care about anything. It doesn't care, okay? You've been vaxxed. We've been vaxxed. I've, I've gotten two doses. I'm over 300 pounds in, in, in crap health. I mean, well, I mean, I'm breathing. Nothing seems to be broken, but I'm just fat, okay? And 
and I got double vaxxed and I don't have COVID. The My little petite wife is next to me. She got double vaxxed. She does have COVID. It doesn't give a frig, okay? So it's a matter of when you're on uh, in Australia, what are you going to do? Are you going to spend the time surfing, have partying on the beach and enjoying the, your last time until it comes again? Or are you going to further destroy your life by sheltering, cloistering away, shutting all down all the businesses, panicking, and being punitive, etc.? We're done. We, we, the, the, the pain is the virus. We don't need other pains. And the fact that elected people, municipalities, see because they don't know what to do, and they're scared too, and they say, well, we have to do something. You know, we have a broken arm. That what they're doing is then kicking us in the balls and saying, hey, see, I did something. Yeah, you kicked us in the balls when we already had one pain to deal with. So... These people, I'm, I'm done. I'm done listening to, the, to these people. I'm done. Just, it's so repetitive. They don't know anymore. And that's why Michelle Wu actually is is letting Boston do its thing tomorrow. It's uh, first night. We'll see if they really do. Because there is a national mass hysteria movement, a global mass hysteria movement. And people are trying to push everything, close everything down. Schools down. They want to, because all the cases, all the cases, all the cases, all the cases. Now, the deaths aren't corresponding with the cases, of course. They don't care. They don't, doesn't matter. Cases, 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 cases. It moves so fast. Yes, we understand it moves so fast. So in Boston, I was shocked to hear they're actually going to do it. It's actually Michelle Wu, who's a nutty, progressive wacko, and she's our new mayor. She's the first, you know, um, you know. On so many things. On this, she's right. They're moving everything outside. Fine, whatever. Okay, they've got to act like they're doing something. But the, the but at least they're allowing first night to happen now. Bisola Ojikutu, the Boston Public Health Commissioner, um, she don't. She of course got up there and spoke today and and prioritized this and that. But I there was one just one part of her speech that tells me that she doesn't take this seriously. And it's right here. By prioritizing equitable access to vaccines, yep. and instituting appropriate prevention measures, we are protecting our residents, keeping our... Right. Anybody who says equitable in, in amidst a clinical, scientific, or instructive uh, speech or address is playing make-believe. And they're not in the world that matters. They're in their own virtual reality world. Um it, Bringing back a piece of normal to see what, that I did like is then the Boston cop supervisor got up there, Bailey. And this sounded like, exactly like it sounded every year, every year before uh, first night. Please do not consume alcohol or smoke marijuana in public. Like, who would go to that thing if not altered? This is a family friendly event. <coughs> Please do not fly drones at any of the first night celebrations, activities. Please dress accordingly for the expected weather conditions. That means ladies don't go topless or um, be drunken on the sidewalk in just a cocktail dress. But there you go. But still, the move is on. I think we should do some panicking. We should do some panicking. Do some panicking. No. No more panicking. Done. Enough. 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 All right. Another thing I want to get to is along the lines of playing make-believe, this is <clears throat> right out of last year's playbook. Because, of course, we have to all pretend, make pretend, the uh, inauguration poet is back, Amanda Gorman. She wrote a new poem called New Day's Lyric to mark the end of 2021. 
So remember, she wrote the poem last year, the inaugural poem, and people said, oh my goodness, it's so powerful, so powerful. And her poem last year, of course, just sucked. It was dumb. It didn't rhyme and meter. There's nothing that she, Shel Silverstein could do stuff, all of her stuff. She can't do any of Shel Silverstein's stuff. Shel Silverstein, the greatest American poet there is. But here she is again. But we're supposed to believe, by the way. Oh, no, it's really good. Don't say that. Don't say it's not good. It's really good. Of course, add dramatic, dramatic movement of music. May this be the day we come together. She's gesticulating with one hand and right hand, and then the hands come together and they go in, a, in a motion. Morning we come to mend, withered we come to weather, torn we come to tend, battered we come to better. Tether- battered we come to be- What does any of that mean? Say stuff! Third, by this year of yearning, we are learning that though we weren't ready for this we have been readied by it oh my god it's so it's so uh flim flam it's so ragtime and this it, it sounds like half rap but half marketing speech the ted talk using every bit of um market weasel to speak we steadily vow that no matter how we are weighed down we must always pave a way forward this hope is our door what happened to rhyming our portal even if we never get back to normal portal and normal don't rhyme you don't get to use that amanda i'm sorry i know you're young and you you seem like a nice person in a pretty dress but that sucks okay someday we can venture you're gonna need a much more of an orchestra here to cover up the mediocrity that is this crap no it's 2021. We must all agree to like this. We must all agree that this is important and moving. No, this is shite. Beyond it, to leave the known and take the first steps. So let us not return to what was normal, but reach toward what is next. Ugh. What was cursed, we will cure. What was plagued, we will prove pure. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. This is not a poet. This is a happy talk word cloud. Where we tend to argue, we will try to agree. As long as you agree with me. Those fortunes we forswore, now the future we foresee where we weren't aware. See, that's that's her challenge here, because when she does try to rhyme, then it forces the entire theme of this uh this rant to change now awake those moments we missed are now these moments we make the moments we meet and our hearts once all together beaten now all together beat what are you saying can you say something uh i cannot go to school today said little peggy and mckay i have the measles and the mumps of gas rash of purple bombs i know exactly what that means exactly what that means Can you do that for us? Come, look up with kindness yet, for even solace can be sourced from sorrow. We remember not just for the sake of yesterday, but to take on tomorrow. That's not a rhyme. This old spirit in a new day's lyric in our hearts. We hear it. Spirit and lyric don't rhyme either. My dear, for old lang sign. Oh, man, she wedged that baby in there. Bold sang time this. Be bold, sang time. 
fear. Be bold, same time, for when you honor yesterday, tomorrow ye will find. That doesn't mean anything. Be bold, same time, for when you honor yesterday, tomorrow ye shall find. You can use ye all you want. This still sucks, and it's dumb. This is, as my friend Gray would say, rubbish. Know what we fought need not be forgot, nor for none. It defines us, binds us as one. No, it doesn't. If this is supposed to be about COVID, which I think it's supposed to be about, how about just leave me alone, okay? How about leave me alone, and I don't need the poem, which is not a poem. What? Okay, can you, can, you take, can you take it out or just turn the oven off? Okay. Thank you. Chicken pot pie is done, but in case anybody wants to come over. Come over, join this day come just on. begun. For wherever we come together, we will forever overcome. Yay! That sucked. Oh, I've had enough of it. You know what? I want to hear it. This is a poem with a meaning. Greatest American poet, poet Shel Silverstein. This poem is called Smart. My dad gave me one dollar bill because I'm his smartest son. And I swapped it for two shiny quarters because two is more than one. Now you'll notice that this, uh, this meter matches, this scans, and this rhymes. Okay? And he didn't need the orchestra to do it. Once again, my dad gave me one dollar bill because I'm his smartest son. And I swapped it for two shiny quarters because two is more than one. And then I took the quarters and traded them to Lou for three times. I guess he don't know that three is more than two for three times. I guess he don't know that three is more than two. Just then along came old blind Bates. And just because he can't see, he gave me four nickels for my three dimes. And four is more than three. And I took the nickels to Hiram Coombs down at the seed feed store. And the fool gave me five pennies for them. And five is more than four. And then I went and showed my dad. And he got red in the cheeks and closed his eyes and shook his head, too proud of me to speak. That's a GD poem. Dang it. All right. So uh, now, is there anything else I wanted to talk to you about? I got that. Hold on. You stay right there. I just want to see if there was anything else before we went to Jane and Mike. Oh, and Gorman, there's Kamala has no response. I should have mad at myself because Kamala's in the hallway of uh, in Congress and she's got no or in the White House and she has a dumb response to um to the question. But I had rolled on this and scanned through it Sunday and I missed it, so I don't deserve to have it. Uh, let's see, more pedophiles at CNN and the metaverse, uh, and a bunch of liberals ha proud of themselves, uh, progressive media proud of themselves. Patting themselves in the back for hoarding uh, COVID test, which is great. Uh, okay, I think that's going to do it. We'll go to Jane and Mike uh, right now. Okay, I have not been more excited um, about a topic than I am of this one in in for a long time, and I'm clueless on all this stuff. I got to tell you that um, that's why I'm bringing in people younger and smarter than myself. So you guys know Jane. Jane is my sister-in-law. Uh oh, sorry. Jane is my sister-in-law. She's also have one half of the uh, murder murder on the Millennial Express uh, podcast hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with with Caroline. Um, and Mike is a guy I've met a few times who's a good guy, and he's done. You've done some stand-up here. You want anything you want to plug? 
No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you. All right. So <laughs> this this story in the New York. Well, it's all over the place. Actually, I'll, I'll read the New York Post version. Woman claims she was virtually groped in Meta's VR metaverse. A, a beta tester has claimed that she was virtually groped in the metaverse platform. Yada yada yada. Uh, she said it happened on December first. The woman had reported the assault on the Horizon World's beta testing Facebook group. Uh, here's a quote. Sexual harassment is no joke on the regular internet, but being in VR adds another layer that makes the event more intense, she wrote, according to a magazine. Not only was I groped last night, but there were other people who were who were there who supported this behavior, which made me feel isolated in the plaza, the virtual environment's central gathering space. So the, the people who run this thing or whatever have condemned the sexual assault, the groping, etc., so if I want to begin, Jane, and how you guys are, are right around 30, right? Yeah, I'm 30 and Mike's going to be 30 in a week. Okay. I'm in my 20s. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so when I was in my 20s, the first of all, the international, uh, you know, the the informational superhighway was just coming out and the internet, we weren't sure what to call it yet. That was all new. But virtual reality was a thing that kind of you could see it um, at conventions, etc. You, you'd have to get wear a big suit thing, and you'd see like in this green screen way you could move like a robot. It was really whatever. It was dumb. But now virtual reality is it's. And I haven't I haven't been in the metaverse. I just looked online to see how real stuff looks like. But now <laughs> it's beginning to look pretty damn real. Have either of you guys done any of this stuff? I've done VR, but I forget which. I- what version it was um, when our younger sister was in college, I visited her and one of her friends had it. And it was honestly, and this was like a probably like five years ago and it was really realistic. Like I was walking on a bridge and I'm scared of heights and like huh. I was supposed to jump off the bridge and I like couldn't do it. Like I was like, and I probably looked ridiculous because I had the thing on and I was like touching the floor to make sure it was there, but I like couldn't jump. And then eventually someone pushed me, but right. it was like, it's, it, it is a very intense, weird experience, like very realistic right. and disorienting, I guess. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've done the same VR headsets and stuff, but I haven't gone into the metaverse. And so it is kind of funny how you're seeking us as like the, the experts on it. Cause we're, I'm like old with this stuff. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to like learn from, I don't know, like a 15 year old on the metaverse. I feel like I'm way behind the times now. But you're at least w- one degree of separation, less separated from this, this reality. And, right. and like, I can't imagine a culture, and this is a cultural thing. I can't imagine a culture, culture where if we're in the virtual reality world, it's fake, right? So well, is it not? No, it is. No, it is, it is actually. <laughs> fake right but so but what is fake though because i i was thinking about this when you text me to be on it because i think like the line between our real life and then our virtual life is sort of like you can already see how much those two things are converging and if you think about like people have like their instagram identity that's like their whole life and they live through that it's like and then who they are in reality maybe doesn't match that mm-hmm. is like one of those like actually more real if like that's the life they're I mean I, I don't know I obviously like we're real because we're in real life but I just like the way it's already changed so much I guess I can see a trajectory 
where that line becomes blurrier and blurrier. And there is way less of a difference between what we're doing in real life and what we're doing virtually. I, I guess so. But haven't we practiced this enough through gaming? Like 20 years ago, we played, um, uh, what's the thing where you go in World War II and first person shooter and you shoot everybody? Call, Call of Duty. Exactly. The first version. Or Assassin's Creed. Well, the one we played was Call of Duty. It was right after uh, Saving Private Ryan came out, or a few years after that. And it was just like that. And it was, and we would blow each other's head off. And we'd also be in one room and taunt each other while it was happening and and, and usually try to sexually humiliate the dead person if you knew they could see you. It was a, just a guy thing, Jane. It was weird. Me. <laughs> I'll cut that yeah. out. But anyway, you know it's true. You would humiliate everybody, and you'd be you, Mike. You know this when you when you game against other guys. Anyway, you're sticking it to each other as much as possible and trying to demean and degrade the other person because it's all just sure. a game, and you're you're screwing around with each other here. I mean, but it's yeah. less of a game, I think, when it's virtual reality, and and it's like it's it's like Westworld, right? So I guess like if you watch Westworld and you see like all these people get to go in. And, and that's even, you're doing it to like robots, not other people also in the virtual world, right? But mm-hmm. there, people go in and they live out their fantasies, like murdering people or being whoever they want and committing all these crimes. And like, right, even that was a moral question brought up by the show. Like, is this okay? Like when it gets this real, like, is that still fake? I mean, like, we might be in a simulation anyway, but, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like... Yeah, but in this... Right, like, yeah, go ahead. In what minute of the conversation was that going to come in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but... Sorry about that. My, my Oh, this camera... Okay, it's fine. I'm saying this camera is bouncing, but you guys are seeing a different camera. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. but I understand that, but we've made a, the decision that this simulation, if it is, is what we're going to consider reality. The, mm-hmm. the fact is, if you guys, or Jane, we'll use you because this person's a woman. If you're in the little virtual virtual reality uh, Amazon and some guy comes up to you and makes a pass at you or gropes you, and I'm not even sure what groping is, but anyway, which, you know. Uh, they grope my uh, avatar. Right. If you grope, gropes your avatar, are you going to have the same uh, uh, sensibilities to that as if somebody in the real world did it? I. So I don't know. I was really trying to think about this and it reminded me of a case I worked on a few years ago um, or was involved with that was someone who um, over the internet committed like really horrific acts of sexual harassment and abuse against like minors. Mm -hmm. And most of it was virtual. So it was like really manipulative. And it was this person basically threatening young girls and gaining enough control over them to like make them do stuff to themselves and like send in pictures. And it was like really gross and disgusting and awful. And I remember having conversations with people about it and they'd be like, well, he never actually touched them. He didn't do anything. Like they were just doing it to themselves. Mm. Like he ended up getting charged with uh, like trafficking child porn because he was having them send him pictures. But it raised a really interesting question because I read all, you know, victim impact statements and I saw this directly and like, yeah, it was all online, but you you can have a really intimate relationship online or you can be like, feel like it's really you online, even though it's not. I mean, we are our consciousness, right? Like our body is one thing, but we also are a brain and a consciousness. And that's what you're, putting online and that and 
And so I think it still can be just as violating to have somebody invade that on an online space. Obviously, like taking a step back objectively, they're Mm -hmm. different and like not always and whatever. But I guess I can see where it would become actually violating. Like that doesn't astound me that that could happen. No, So I think that's kind of absurd, but I think you're right. It's going to be it's already being normalized because. This woman complained. The company put out a statement as if somebody had been groped. She is emotional as if she had been groped. And the reaction from many people is as if a woman has been victimized when truly a bunch of ones and zeros did ones and zero things and really no human beings. There was no perp who got the satisfaction of groping anybody. And there was no person who had the you know horror of having some creeps paws on her. Like... In truth, it did not happen. Well, Mike had a good idea earlier. We were talking about it. He was like, well, wait. Oh, well, yeah. I wasn't sure from the article if, like, first off, if these is, like, are charges being brought up or is that the debate? No. If, okay, okay. No, but he's being, like, disciplined <laughs> no, in the virtual still. world and, and, and she is um, she is uh, traumatized from the with the whole sure. thing. And apparently, but, like, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking because – this is going to be like where people live their entire lives. So it is something that I think you got to uh, consider taking action. So I was like, there probably should be charges within the metaverse. I don't know if there's like metaverse court yet, but like your avatar within within the metaverse, I think it's honestly going to go to that instead. Cause people are going to live on. Cause like if you're doing it in the virtual world, then your little virtual guy can go to a little virtual jail (laughs) and you, in the real world, can control yourself and go right, okay. to work or whatever. <laughs> but I think that they're going to, the problem is, is, is that it's going to be, it's going to translate to the real world. Is it, if you're, if you're a guy does this, but also, by the, by the way, this is make-believe. Don't you go to the, to the VR world to do stuff, unbelievable stuff, like you walked on the ledge that you've never walked on? And guys are going to go there to interact with girls, virtual girls. We know oh, yeah. that. Yeah. This That's is, something I was thinking too. It's like, even the internet now, obviously, we all know it's such a cesspool. Twitter and like all of that. Mm-hmm. So like you're always you're already getting the worst version of people online, particularly guys. So this I hadn't even dawned on me, but this metaverse, if it's like densely populated with like a lot of guys, like it is going to be a nightmare. In there. Like, Isn't that it's a not going to be like people just have it like pictures. <laughs> it's going to be like the worst version of dudes but that's roaming what, around that's without like, any regard. That's oh. literally Westworld. And that's like a reason, even if it is stupid, it's like, that's a reason just for like law and order so that we don't have like a disgusting, yeah. like I don't want to live in Grand Theft Auto. Well, right. it's a great point, Gene, but, but right. uh, unfor- if you get guys, especially you know, I, I don't know, 22-year-old barstool-loving guys who are getting drunk together, etc., they are going in there to have a good time. And there's, I mean, you, you use packs of wild dogs. I mean, totally. One thing I think mm-hmm. it would do is you definitely get an unvarnished look at if there were no order in society, at me- how men would be. There's right. no... There's no but I guess like, and I don't know if this is maybe too aggressive of a point, but I do think like it's a really dangerous way of thinking to just say like it's fake. Like I've heard arguments for people who advocate for like um, having like CGI child pornography to give to like pedophiles to like mm. stop their urges and things like that. And I think that's really dangerous to be like, 
oh, like, well, it's virtual and it's fine. I think there's like a normalization that, right. If this is like, if everyone's living in the metaverse 12 hours a day and in the metaverse, you can rape and slaughter and be a disgusting human being. Like at some point that does translate to who you are in real life. And I think like that art, it's like, I think it's a little absurd to be like, Oh, like my kids playing Grand Theft Auto, they're going to like shoot up the school. Like, okay, probably not. But like if your kid's spending like 12 hours in a metaverse and all they're doing is realistically like raping and murdering Mm -hmm. people, like that's a more slippery slope than we've been on. That's interesting too, because uh, as, as guys, that is talk about just slowing development. Is if if you're a guy, it, it's starting when you're 14 years old, you can have access to every woman on the earth. As a matter of fact, you know, even including <laughs> replicas of real people, replicas of the girl you have a crush on, probably, which is probably the you know the dark area where this is going. You know, right. I can't I can't have the real Casey Smith. Uh, I'm gonna have a fake one that, that actually has her voice and all that stuff. Oh man. Don't be, don't be a woman, Jane. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't be a girl, Jane. But I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, guys are screwed. It, it, it's yeah. all over. They're no. just going to be screwed with the headset on it's, all day. Yes, of living course. Living their entire life. Of course. That's why I would never do it. Because I will be, there'll be a thousand, um, uh, what's her name? The, the girl from uh, Blurred Lines. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Because eventually I'd probably get drunk and, and make a thousand of those and then like live some, like, you like, Guys should know, especially guys, because they're not, they're uncivilized. Guys should, should know just to stay away from some absolute. But the ones who don't know are going to be the teenagers and the most like vulnerable group. And that's like, I mean. And the kids who are little kids now, they're already, they've been on an iPad since they were conscious. So it's going to be less of a, like for you, you can understand how like crazy of a leap it is to go into this metaverse. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, going it's in so it from drastic and extreme, I'm not even stepping foot in there. But for them, yeah, it's just, first of all, they're going to be kids. So if like their friends are doing it, they're going to do it. Right. Well, so it's also, also going to be less of a steep. It's also going to be less of a, a line between reality and the metaverse for kids who've grown up having a ton of time on the metaverse. And also, I mean, it even ties back into like kids who've been in like co- zoom school and like, Every aspect of their life is like online and some of it's real and some of it's not. And, you know, it all blends together. And I I don't know, it freaks me out. Like on first glance, I think the article headline and this idea that like, oh, someone broke my avatar. It's like, okay, give me a break. But then like really started thinking about it and like how realistic and just how dependent we are on our online identities and all this stuff, it becomes a lot scarier, I think. Yeah. But just quickly on that too, Tom. So you, you're not stepping foot in the metaverse ever. You're taking a, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think I will be like, I will have cocaine and nacho cheese on a Learjet with, (laughs) I'm not, I got enough problems in this handling myself in this, uh, particular world I, I i don't know i would i would maybe like uh, to check out like if so for instance if we want to go to uh, take the kids to london i would maybe walk the current the comp the current streets of london to check out check the place out and do a real advanced scouting that kind of thing i think oh yeah, yeah. that's a good idea the travel is- <laughs> <laughs> it's fun i think that's how everyone 
phrases it when they first enter. They're like, I'm just going to check out right. London. Yeah. And then before they know it, they're going to be doing what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> in a hotel room with who knows. I, I don't I don't want any, any of that stuff. And I know I'm married to your sister, Jane. Though this is, this is, I'm not saying that I think about this. I'm just saying that I'm a weak person. In, 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 okay. But but here's the other thing. Is, that, is this going to be do you need more women out there feeling that they are victims when they they aren't? Is that healthy? And I'm sure the guys will. Just bitchy 21-year-old guys will decide that somehow their feelings, if they've been violated in some way in the metaverse. Yeah. They were turned down. I guess I, yeah, I guess I don't necessarily agree that they weren't, like, violated. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, we'll have Me Too in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it's... I mean, I think it's an interesting issue and it warrants conversation and it's like important to think about because what you guys are saying, like if it if it really does get to a point where it's just people like a war zone, no one's wanna gonna wanna go in there. And I guess they can create like maybe like different worlds with different rules or whatever, but it just seems like What's the point of it if it's going to be like total anarchy? Like, shouldn't we kind of have the same rules we have in real life if it's going to be a substitute for real life? Then why do it? Why go if it's just like this life? You know, then why why go if you have the same limitations and you don't have if well, wouldn't it, actually here you go. Getting back to men and women, you can travel and like climb stuff and do stuff at like a lower cost. Well, it should be an escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the metaverse ends up being like you work a nine to five, but it I'm worries like, me that the mortgage, escape for men is like that. It's just like commonly accepted <laughs> that an escape for men is like fucking a bunch of women and like. <laughs> murdering people like i didn't i didn't I think we can hold men talk? like a little bit of a higher standard I, I, I defer to mike on that question yeah i mean i wouldn't do that in the metaverse i think we gotta look out for jane here <laughs> i know that's some projection jane wow but the other you know but how about this jane what if there's a guy out there who's never going to attract a woman who's got no skills etc should there be somewhere where he can go and and feed get that uh, validation to feel, uh, you know, a, a requited uh, love? I think that sounds like a pathway to, like, complete annihilation of the human race. Isn't that, like, what's happening in Japan? Like, everyone's just watching a bunch of porn and no one's having sex in real life. Well, but this guy, this example, wasn't reproducing regardless. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's done. Yeah, well, <laughs> survival of the fittest. <laughs> no. um, I think, like, I mean, I guess... I, I don't know. I have a pretty hard stance on porn to begin with. So I don't think I'm going to be someone that's like all about virtual reality porn anyway. But I mean, I guess if I. Oh, but, but, you know, Jane, that's where it's going. That's going to be the huge thing. If it already isn't. It, that, that's that's. Oh, I'm sure it is. Although Gen Z is like pretty anti-porn and they're going to be leading. Are they anti-porn? Well, yeah, like did you see Billie of- Eilish just came out with like a whole thing saying that she regrets ever watching porn. It like ruined her. Right. And I, I was, there was like a whole thing on TikTok a year ago about like Gen Z just like calling out porn and how bad because they all grew up literally mm. just watching hours and hours of porn every day. And now they're all like, wait, that was really bad. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will say that. Uh- through market research that that I, I can tell you some 
one thing that's changed through the years, and I don't know if it translates, but this there seems to be a ritualistic humiliation theme in a lot of porn today. That if when I was twenty four, if you ever suggested to a woman, "Do you mind if we try this, where you get humiliated?" I would be murdered with a kitchen knife. I mean, you would never. Right. Like, which it, is weird because it's kind of like it's weird that that's happening at the same time like the Me Too movement is happening, yes. and we have these like two where it's like on one hand it's like way more acceptable to like do these like really degrading and awful things and at the same time it's like women are somehow being empowered to do those things yeah and i I also think the last part of it is that is that uh men need to know through uh just through um experience through reps of socialization how to say things get actual women to be interested in them or hate them less find them charming want to uh hang out with them more and you know these are all steps and you know it's it's important though often painful for guys to learn how to how to do this and you know how to date and how to get a second date and all that stuff um, right i feel like it would just like hurt men so much to be able to go do that when it, like imagine a teenage guy who can just like go fuck someone in virtual reality every single day five times a day like well, they're not going to put any effort in real life to meet somebody or to learn how to or to be patient with somebody or be respectful like right. that's just not going to happen but i think we're assuming this these guys are they go into the metaverse and then they're still living a very real life and care about their real life i think they're just going to go full metaverse they're going to learn those trials and errors of dating in the metaverse honestly yeah like it's people like we're not going is, far enough. We're still looking at it through the lens You're like right. this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. A good point. Interesting. Yeah, we're looking as if they're be visiting, but no, they're moving there. They're moving. <laughs> yeah. They're moving. I've been listening. To, the timing is actually funny for us to talk about this because I like I was listening to a podcast recently where, um, like, digital real estate buying real estate in the metaverse is very real. That's like the new frontier. I mean, it's like impossible to buy yeah. a house in America now. So I think. Like, I might just buy it in the metaverse, you know, for like 30 years. Crazy. That is, no, but it's serious. My kids play these video games. Their uncle got them set up, and they are creating custom shirts, and they're selling them for money in the game, but that money has to be bought with equivalent U.S. dollars. Yeah. So it's like, if people are buying this, that's a different conversation. But that's messed up because the game is the only one benefiting. Right. Yes. Your kids are just like working for the game. <laughs> well, no, but there's like pay to play crypto coins that are starting to be used, I think, in instances like that. And then that's like those coins are valued against the US dollar. So, like, you get right. the crypto. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It could turn into real money, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it at all. All right, guys, uh, I appreciate this. Uh, Mike and uh, Gene, what are you guys doing today? I'm. Well, are, those, are, are you guys drinking They're, milk or is that a cream based cocktail? <laughs> it's eggnog. It's eggnog. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't say leftover. It's not like we're doing leftover. No, Caroline's coming back from Charlotte, so I'm about to go meet up with her for dinner and stuff. Very nice. And what should we know about the uh, podcast, Jane? You want to plug everything? Yeah, you should check out, if you haven't already, Murder on the Millennial Express. Um, It's a true crime podcast with me. I'm an attorney and 
my best friend, Caroline, who is a scientist, and we discuss a true crime case each week. You can find us at Motme, M-O-T-M-E, pod.com, um, on Instagram at Twitter at Motme Pod, and you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So see you there. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, bye. So there you go. There you go. I think that that conversation is fascinating. I want to have it again. I, I almost want to have it with a bunch of people. So maybe we'll look at doing it like a Twitter speaks thing. I think it's called speaks or something like that, where we can, a, a bunch of us can, can talk about that. Uh, I'm just fascinated by it. I am not really, by the way, I, I don't want this, the theme of the show to seem like if I had that in my heart, truly, I would just want to be uh, sleeping with a, on the bottom of a pile of naked Kate Uptons um, and that, you know, in paying for it with my uh, money I got from one of my wife died. That's not really, that's not, I think I, uh, I had to go first. Mike wouldn't go first and say what he would really do in the VR world. I'm telling you, I'm just, I can't, I can't be in a world where I get to have everything because I'm dumb. I'm a dumb animal. I do literally mouth breathe. I will take everything if I do that. That's why the real world where the threat of incarceration it looms over me is a much more healthy place for me. All right, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Fo- follow all our stuff. This is Alice's job. I can't do this. I don't even know. Alice, can you try to tell people what to do? She's all right. I'm going to tend to my lovely alien wife in just moments, but thanks for all your support, guys. I guess we'll talk Sunday. It, it's been a great year. You guys have been awesome. No, it's been a great year with you guys and meeting you all, talking to you and all the messages. We appreciate all the support. Really, we do. It's awesome to know that you guys listen. And, you know, we try to listen, too. Please uh, feel free to message us anytime. Happy New Year! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.